The Daydream Variety Hour is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy and is not improved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Please don't sue us, Daddy. I will be your DM for this session. I still didn't say that this is a D&D actual live play podcast, but we've done too many takes, so it doesn't matter. I said it soon enough. Hi, guys. Welcome, uh, new viewers. Uh, we will be uploading this podcast every Friday, um, unless I discover that I can't. Uh, I'm very excited to show this to you guys. It's a queer podcast made by queer people for not just queer people but honestly if 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 you aren't and you're listening to this like good for you buddy good for you that you found something you got something out of this you know what i mean because it is D and D is really exclusively for either queer people or straight people which are the two ways you can be anyway i'm going to i'm going to pass the mic to my players Hello, uh, I'm Kai. I'm gay people. Uh, I'm going to be playing Elishore Leolin in the game. They're gay people. <laughs> and my pronouns are they, them. Hi, ho. Um, I'm Sal. Um, I'll be playing Mock Mock and I go, uh, I go by she, her pronouns. Hi, my name is Sam. I will be playing Niall McKinnon. And I use he, they pronouns. Um, you can use either or both at the same time. We open on a peaceful town by the name of Brantford. Not much happens in this town. It's a, it has a population of about 50 people, and it's a very idyllic place. It's the kind of place that anyone wants to live. It's the kind of place you would retire, raise a family, because absolutely, under no circumstances, do any monster attacks or any bad things happen to the people of Brantford, ever. Unrelated, in two weeks there will be a flood. So, um, within this town of Brantford, we are going to open on a young goblin who has finally made it to this town after spending the last six months pretty much just sort of circling it in, in his journeys. Sal, will you describe Mock Mock for us as he enters Brantford finally for the first time? Second time. Mock. Yeah, take a second. 
Um, Mock Mock is your average old goblin, as in average with no hair, bit bold, bit green, got those like little yellow eyes that just kind of see into your soul. Um, and they are just trying to make sure they don't get lost. Um, they 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 they're coming into Bradford with um as much worry as a little goblin can contain in their little body <laughs> yeah well perfect mark mark you have actually been to this town once before but the last time you didn't really get to have a look around because you were in a hurry um this is a far more peaceful scenario for you to be walking all we will say on the backstory because we will allude to that in the future. You know, you see the average sort of menagerie of village people. Not the not the band that sang YMCA, but actual literal village people. Um, <laughs> just sort of going about their day, um, milking the cows, harvesting eggs. Um, <laughs> this is a this is a audio-only podcast, as podcasts tend to be. They do not know that you guys are doing the YMCA dance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to say You that cannot probably. prove that. <laughs> you cannot no, prove that we were doing that. There is no concrete evidence that that is what is happening. Um, yeah, milking cows, harvesting eggs, harvesting milk, harvesting cows, and... All the people of Brantford and Mock Mock, fresh visitor included, have, have all been doing their best to get by in the last few months. And none are the wiser that as the months pressed on, for nearly a year, every last one of the people within this town, Mock Mock included, have been victim to the same sinister affliction. It's one that flies quite easily under the radar because it is very easy to acknowledge the presence of something and very difficult to acknowledge the absence of something and the absence of that something is dreams for nearly a year not a single person within this valley within this town within the forest surrounding the valley or frankly the mountains around the forest have had a single dream Ooh. <laughs> so, um, Sal, if I can keep the spotlight on you just a little bit more, if I can keep the pressure on you just a little bit longer, mm-hmm. what is, what is Mock Mock's cottagecore dream? What pastoral activity is he engaged in as a newcomer of the last few days within this town? Mock Mock has been trying to learn some new skills per se. He's he's a bit of a newcomer and seeing the farmhands tending to the cows and the chickens has kind of got his intrigue. So um as as a as some may do, um he approached one of the farmhands and was just like, Hey, that looks intriguing. What are you doing? 
um, as a farmhand was trying to um, wrangle a chicken to get their eggs um, and offered their assistance. And Mok Mok unwittingly didn't realize what they were signing up to when it meant he would have to, you know, help with the chickens. He's he's not been that close to a chicken uh, before, and some of them don't like him getting nearby. Yeah, you know, it would seem that having experience with one theor- the spirit of one theoretical and mythical bird does not prepare the individual for the common bird. The bird full of rage, known as the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Because let's be real, as a side note, whoever came up with the idea that you should call someone a chicken to call them a coward has literally never met a chicken. (laughs) I don't trust those birds. (laughs) A chicken wrote... They will... They will enact deep and far-reaching violence at the slightest insult. The only reason, the only reason chickens haven't come toward humanity uh, with a full-scale military assault is that they're just too dumb to realize when we're talking down to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it might just be that they don't have hands, but. They have you beaks, could, and they're right. I I reserve the the only reason they haven't taken over is that they don't have hands. Title for dolphins. Um. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. All right. Um, near the the hatchery, the the egg farm, talking to the the village herbalist, Plim is a taller half-elf um, in a jean jacket. If you want to explain, if you want to tell us more about the, the human side or the elf side or the jean jacket side. Those are, those are his how you parents. How you came to be a jelf. <laughs> so, um, Ella Shore is talking to this herbalist wearing what I would say is a pretty like punk outfit honestly we got the the jean jacket with the uh the cool water imagery going on all over it um the doc martens you know very very priest-like obvious right on dimension (laughs) (laughs) just like carrying carrying himself with this this uh aura of yeah I'm totally holy. That's what this is all about. <laughs> and I think he's looking pretty confident. He's been learning more about plants this past little bit. I know he started getting into gardening recently, so he's got more knowledge than he once did, which was, I'm going to kill a plant if anytime it comes within, like, five inches of my poor little hands. elshore has been within the, the town of Brantford a little bit longer. Uh, do you think... Where have you been staying? With with the herbalist, perhaps? Yeah, is this town big enough to have, like, an actual inn? No. Yeah, so prob- probably with the herbalist. There's... 
that's what's so fun about starting you guys here. There's no way around it. You have to be mo you have to be crashing on someone's couch. Um, yeah, I'm totally <laughs> crashing on this poor person's couch. <laughs> so, so the herbalist has lots of prime real estate when it comes to um, plants. Uh, any special features to Elishore's uh, garden that they may have gotten started while staying with Plim, the Owlin uh, druid? Hey, for you. Remember that orange that I have? Would that have grown if I had stuck some of its seeds in the ground here? Well, that's a bit of uh, character detail that we're getting pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, quite eerily, in this otherwise very cozy, you know, meadow town, nestled within a valley surrounded by proud oak trees. On one side is the now healing scar of a forest fire from many months ago. Um, um, you know, nestled in wild flowers and rich with dragonflies and bunnies and squirrels and skunks and foxes grows a more sinister tree behind the herbalist's abode. A, a curved, truly only a sapling, although unnaturally tall for the time it's been since it has been planted. Orange tree, which has just started um, to bloom and where the, where the flowers should be vibrant and beautiful. Instead, from flower to leaf to bark to root, the entire tree is in grayscale. Oh, look, I don't have a lot of seeds of my own, so if I'm gonna grow something, it's gonna be that tree. And it is my fucking child, and I'm so proud of it. It's, it's I don't just care little, if it's weird looking. It's just a little color deficient. What, you think, you think it's really the most interesting choice to just have an idyllic cottage town without any anything a little bit creepy, a little bit fucked up? That is my normal, beautiful baby tree, and you are not allowed to speak to him like that. <laughs> Don't talk to Orange me trees my are supposed to be that color. Don't talk to me or my son ever again. He's normal. That's what he's supposed orange, to look like. Orange trees don't have any color. That's why they're called orange trees. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't enough. And I, fruit. I think other than that, like, Elishore around this tree in a little section of the garden um, has planted just, like, the standard herbalist's herbs. Um, but the difference is, like, they're taking care of this little section and learning how to properly care for these plants. And I think that it's, it was tough going at first for them, um, but it's getting better. The plants are, you know, they have a vibrancy to them now that I don't think they would have, like, a month ago. And, you know, really in a town like this, it's not difficult to borrow from your neighbor. I could imagine that Elishar has become something of a something of a staple in this town, um, you know, tending to the plants, um, helping people, helping people get that recipe that they're trying to complete, um, finished up and ready by overseeing some of the spices, the less, the less necessary for medicine of the herbs. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. It is at this time that Plim, um, comes out while Elishore is in the garden, gives sort of a quick glance at the orange tree and the new development of this orange tree, which is that the soil around it is starting to become dyed with a little, with little tendrils of inky blackness. 
Oh. They choose not to comment. Plim is a owlin uh, resembling a snowy owl, um, in a little in a little tartan robe of um, green, yellow, and red. And Plim just sort of you sort of see Plim make the conscious effort to not comment on the tree, and just sort of looks at Elishor and says, like, you know, in a small town like this, the hardest part about being the town doctor is complaining that you don't have work. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good thing, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to portray myself as someone who finds it more important not to be bored than to want everyone around me to be uh, in good health. Sometimes it's good to be bored. And then you can put all your energy into making a beautiful tree. Elishor's really proud of this tree. (laughs) Amen, brother. May... May all our days be uneventful. Uh, as soon as Plim says this, you hear a loud crash from the sky. <laughs> Plim, no! Why would you do this? You never um, say the Q word in the field of medicine. Mokmok and Elishor, you actually are both in view of this. Um, right in the main road of Brantford, which is also the only road. It essentially is just one big street of... <laughs> little cottages. A massive, massive Cooper's hawk uh, tumbles out of the sky as a dwarf riding on its back tumbles into the street. Sam, would you like to introduce Niall? Ah! <laughs> so Niall makes Niall crash lands, gripping tightly to the hawk. He's a dwarf wearing scale armor, carrying a pair of short swords and a bow. He has a beard. He has braids. He's a guy. Niall, gripping tightly to the hawk's neck, looks around and just goes, Ah! Smokey! And he begins inspecting Smokey, his hawk. Yeah, do you want to, uh, do you want to roll medicine on Smokey? Yes, I do. First roll. First roll. First roll. Oh, well, I got a seven. Roll. You got a oh. seven? I rolled a seven. Oh boy. You rolled a seven. I rolled a seven. <laughs> Bros busted that hawk. I am not trying to heal Smokey. I am just inspecting Smokey to see what is wrong. You are straight up unsure what to make of the situation. Oh no. (laughs) Now goes, oh no. I think at this point, Elishore would kind of like, I don't want to say run in the sense of like sprint, but kind of like like a frantic little jog, you know, over mm-hmm. to the crash landing site of Niall and this big hawk, uh, and see if they can do anything for this yeah. poor bird. Be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think Mount of the sky. Niall. Yeah, they're gonna need to get Ella you to Shore the hospital. Niall points at Ella Shore and is like, you! Oh my god, it's you! Can you help me? Oh my god, wait. You're that guy I saw get scooped up by a bird. Is this the bird? What? Oh, no. No. No, no, no. This is not the bird. This is the bird's wow. child. This is Smokey. This is my son, Smokey. Oh, he's injured. I... Where's... Yeah. Let me let me take a look at him. Let me take a look at him. What if that is happening? Mokwok Mok, Mok is coming out holding a chicken and just like, wait a second, let me... Fro-, and then throws the chicken back before they like jog on over to see what, what on God's green earth is happening. Um, could I do a medicine check on bird? Smokey. You did a good job of miming, throwing that chicken back into uh, the coop. Of course, the people at home can't see that, but you did it in just the right way for me to get so many Kakariko Village flashbacks. 
<laughs> I have memorized the position of every single one of those cuckoos. I'm sorry, Kai, what were you saying? I said I would love to do a medicine check on Smokey. That's a good idea. Second roll. Second roll. Second, Second roll. <laughs> I got a 15. Roll a 7. 15. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to do that for any more rolls. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. 15. Seven. Give it up for roll 15. We have I have done that joke the exact amount of times it would be funny for. So <laughs> Okay, 15. Uh Smokey Smokey's left wing is broken. It's a pretty clean fracture based on what you can tell from your limited um experience with, you know, medicine of animals versus humanoids, but um you know, there's bones are bones, except when it comes to birds, because birds very famously on record have different bones. But fair, bones yeah, are bones. bones are bones. In this scenario, bones are bones. bones are bones. It's a very clean fracture. You expect that Smokey will not quite be able to fly until he is healed, but he will not have any permanent damage other than his wing. He will. Okay. He should make a full recovery, but Nile is definitely grounded for the next month or so. You're grounded, young man. No. I'm gonna Thank um, you. I'm gonna motion for Plim to come over because I feel like she would have a much better uh chance okay. of properly treating a Cooper's Hawk's wing. Um and I'm gonna say to Nile, yeah, so he's a he's a little busted. Um but it's a pretty clean break, other than just like it's broken. staying off of it, resting. His wing is broken. Um, no, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be perfectly fine. But okay. Oh, Mok <laughs> Mok is just gonna like raise their hand, just for like, um, so what was up with the crash landing? <laughs> what was up with oh. the crash landing? I was struck by lightning out of nowhere. Uh, uh, oh. mm-hmm. Yeah, it hasn't rained in quite some time, but as you as you hear Nile complain of the lightning, you do begin to feel the gentle touch of some drizzle on your skin. It was subtle enough that before, you know, the surprise and commotion of Nile falling from the sky distracted you, but you recognize that a storm is definitely blowing in from the south. Um, there's a storm of brewing. There's a storm of brewing. <laughs> um, and of course, the characters don't know that I started this by saying in two weeks there will be a flood. So as far as the characters are concerned, that rain is nothing to comment on. Dot, dot, dot. Except for the know, fact that rain. lightning struck my son and broke yeah. his wig. Smokey the looks lightning up did not break his wig. Smokey looks up at Nile with an expression that uh, communicates, Father, Father, please. <laughs> Father, kind help of, me. N- Nile kind of like wraps his, gently wraps his arms around Smokey and it's like, it's okay. You might not be able to fly for a while, but you will be okay. Son, Nile looks conflicted upon calling Smokey his son. Nile is uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable. Conflicted. Conflicted. Okay. All right. Well, I would love to not stand in the middle of a rainy out the outside, so maybe we should 
move this Ma- bird health party inside. Yeah, Mok looking towards the sky and just going, <laughs> and is looking for cover. Plim um, sort of rounds the corner from the garden, sees Smokey the hawk being brought into the building, and just sort of goes, ah, a fellow winged consumer of rodents. Plim's an owl. A smile. <laughs> As Niall brings Smokey in, he looks at Plum, um, waves and says, Hi, Plum. Plum kind of like squints for a second and is just like, Oh! Hi, Niall. Yeah, I remember. Hi, I'm back. Welcome back. I brought my son with me. He needs help. That's your son? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't... Yeah, you know, I mean... You know, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's your son. Okay. Yeah, no, I, you know, I'll... um. I'll see what I can do here. So Plim pushes hard on this this wooden door within their shack that's sort of um, set within an oiled groove so that it can function as a sliding door. You see shelves upon shelves upon shelves of strange herbs, strange ingredients, you know, eyes and brigs of strange herbs and preserved things and everything you can imagine that would belong in a practice druid's, you know, hut and they pull out a mortar and pestle from behind the door resting on the ground and just start throwing things into the mortar and pestle and grinding it up and making some kind of paste-like medicine or some kind of salve that'll help the wing uh and plim sort of glances at nile and says like your son is gonna be all right um i just i he's gonna need to rest for the next two weeks or so that's okay just as long as he's okay Don't look are you okay like am i okay uh yeah i'm yeah i'm, I'm great thank thank you okay that's great that's great great i would love to think that while um plim is mixing up this salve to go on the wing elishor is like looking for things to craft a little splint for um smoky because they've kind of he's been around this sort of thing for a little bit and well he certainly isn't able to, like, mix the important medicines together or anything. He knows how to be of use in a situation. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do, are you, do you just sort of, do you go into the garden and look for, you know, what, like, scrap pieces of wood, or is it... Well, I, assu- I assume we'd have something around if, you know, if you, this you is, like, the, the doctor's you have, office. We, you have we'd have some, around. like ruler type things you know like a, a a piece of wood that is meant for this and not just dirty on the ground outside here's and my... some like strips of cloth here's my way of upping the ante a little bit and, and creating a new challenge is you certainly have splints that are the right size for humans or you know elves mm. or dwarves or halflings maybe not so much for the entire wing which is like you know, a, a, a very long limb proportional to the body to begin with of an animal that's like Honda Fit sized. Yeah, that's a big bird. Honda Fit size. I might even venture to say it's we're more in CRV territory. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so I think I, think I would, what I would do in that case. Not sponsored! Not sponsored by Honda or Doc Martens. Um, 
<laughs> fun fact if you fun fact if you if you drive a white honda it means you're a white supremacist uh oh well i guess it's not sponsoring us no anytime. that's only if the honda's ladder laced yeah 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 it's only it's only if the it's only if the white paint it's only if the white paint is ladder laced along the windshield it is a very ugly car in my in my imagination yeah yeah um I think that in the case, I would try and find, like, probably some leg splint type sized pieces. Um, and if we have, like, some strips of cloth, which I assume you need anyways to attach it to the to the limb that needs splinting, I would, like, do, like, a couple of those lengthwise. And then also add some thickness, because this bird is going to be uh, probably a lot stronger than a human, and I don't want it to just snap. And, like, use a unfortunate amount of these splints to help stabilize this bird's wing yeah you know you you create a whole ass web of you know gauze and cloth and splints and whatever is necessary to keep this wing stable and and immobile so that it can heal properly this whole time like climb i'm like climbing on smoky like pulled still i gotta get up there not not this whole time, Niall has been standing around, twiddling his fingers, kind of peeking over the shoulders of both Flynn and Elishor to see what they're doing, um, and also comforting Smokey. Which takes a lot of effort, because uh, Elishor and Niall, um, get, maybe, drop, maybe drop your heights, maybe now's a good time to drop your heights, that... We can picture what it looks like for Niall to try to look over Elishore's shoulder. <laughs> Elishore is five foot nine. <laughs> well, maybe he's so not like jumping over in the background. Shoulder. Maybe he's like peeking around Elishore's arms. Yeah, that's. Fair. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Niall's not very tall. What is Mokmok doing during this? <laughs> Mokma during this has been like looking towards Plim's place and has been like wanting to be a bit nosy, look around, but also they were like, I I, I did promise to go and get all these eggs, <laughs> eggs for Mrs. Bradley. Um, oh God, and has like quickly been trying to like tussle with the chickens and been dealt a bunch of like little peck wounds on their hands because they've like gone to grab the eggs before you know patiently waiting for the chicken to you know give give permission um they've just been like i'm gonna just try reach in ow i'm getting stabbed ow 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 um but they're rounding up they only have like two more left um before they uh make their way over to plimp's place um but uh, they are as you're making your way over do you have a um I assume you have a basket of eggs at this point. I have a basket of eggs. All right, roll it. Because I, uh, huh? Third roll. Third roll. <laughs> Let's see. What did I? I rolled a nine. Nine. Okay. Um. Wait. <laughs> all right, Mock Mock, you are completely bowled over as a deluge of raw eggs. Um, land upon you. Um, what trip? Because <laughs> because a errant missile in the form 
in the form of a speeding child <laughs> has collided with you. Uh, it is little Andrew Green. Um, little Andrew. Who has ran directly into Plim's hut as Smokey is more or less in traction and gone, Mr. Nile, Mr. Nile. <laughs> Nile turns around and he holds up his hand and he's like, oh, uh, Andrew? Yeah, you remember me? You saved my life. You're awesome, I re- bro. Thanks. Niall gives Andrew an awkward thumbs up. Yeah, Andrew sort of goes, I can't believe it. I gotta tell the others. The hero of Brantford has returned. Oh. Okay. He sort of shuffles his feet a bit. He grabs Niall by the hem of the shirt and How starts... How tall is Andrew? Uh, well, he was like... Hmm like 10 i think so actually he's probably taller than nile that's a good point because he's a human <laughs> so he, but he... he's probably around nile's height yeah okay okay then he grabs nile's hand and starts running back to his place um uh, nile <laughs> nile how do you react to being pulled away from your son nile's like uh wait uh but i assume this does not get into his 10 year old brain Mm-hmm. Mock you have just shaken off the days of being coated in eggs. I mean, absolutely coated in eggs. I um, know. <laughs> Does Mock see um, Andrew dragging Nile out of Plim's place? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that goes right on, right on past you. Andrew's a small child, human, brown hair, hazel eyes, lots of freckles. Um, not particularly in tune with his environment yet, or practiced at watching where he's going, or noticing things around him. So his crime against Mock Mock at this particular moment has gone completely unacknowledged. Um, no, no, it might not be acknowledged by him, but Mock Mock is writing him down in a little list of who have wronged me um <laughs> as as he gets over the ick of being covered in eggs and eggs yolk and also knowing that he now has to explain to uh mrs lee that hey uh i'm sorry i don't have any eggs um i mean i had the eggs and then I had the eggs. Um, <laughs> but yes, it, it, his eyes are going to follow wherever on earth Andrew is dragging Nile. Did somebody say dragon? No, I'm just uh, no. Um, <laughs> dragon. Concern. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's okay, V, I know. I understand. Yeah, at this point, um, you know, Elishore, you've more or less finished up blinting the wing if you also want to see um, what the commotion is or why this local child would call Niall, who you just mostly remember as the awkward guy who you were 90% sure was killed by a hawk, uh, yeah. is being referred to as the hero of Brantford. Yeah, I, I would oh, love boy. to go uh, investigate what the hell is going on as well. I will walk out after helping Smokey and be like, The Greens live at the end of town. They are, of course, um, pig farmers, and actually they also have a fair, their fair share of chickens. Competition. You can roll perception on Andrew if you'd like. Yeah, I would love to. 18. 21. Yeah. yeah. As, we got eyeballs. 
As you you both catch as Andrew is running, these appear to be healed, no longer painful, but they're but his arms are latticed with burn scars, and it is possible he may have been in the forest fire. Andrew, however, as as children are wont to do, has moved on completely without a care in the world. As he tugs Nile along to the Green's house, knocks on the door and goes, Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad, Niall is here. What do the two of them do? I assume um, his parents answer the door, and when they do, Niall kind of waves and just goes, Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Green. I'm back. Long time no see. Niall. I'm back. Did you like the cake? Yes, I did. There was a very good cake. Thank you. You a cake? I know, I and this is like, don't forget, this is like, probably like 19th century technology. Having cake is like, that's That's some rich people shit right there. <laughs> like, yeah. they baked you a cake. They yeah. baked me a whole cake. Goddamn. Niall is still, Niall is standing on their front doorstep, sort of shuffling his feet a bit. Come in, come in. Oh, okay. Niall walks in and sort of stands in their entryway. In the awkward way when you, you know, stand when you someone invites you in and you just kind of stand in the entryway for a while, kind of staring at each other. You know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the father of the family, who is um, Peter Green, um, sort of looks at looks at Andrew, looks at Niall, kind of smiles. The mom is the one who greeted at the door, and then he kind of he kind of like calls up the stairs and says, "Mikey." Um, your Uncle Niall is here. Niall's heart melts a bit after being called <laughs> Uncle. Uncle! <laughs> Mikey, aren't you gonna say hi to Uncle Niall? Niall kinda look, kinda looks at him and waves and goes, hi Mikey. Mikey, he's being, he's calling up the stairs, you haven't seen Mikey yet. Oh. Mikey, both parents slowly look at Andrew. Um, do you know where Mikey is? He was supposed to stay behind me. Where is the child? Missing Uh-oh. child. Uh-oh. Where, where did the little one go? There's a sudden... Elishar and Mokmok, you notice, there is a sudden grimness to this family as soon as their child is not um, somewhere they were expecting. There seems to be, like... It's a fairly, you know... That's a fairly worrying scenario for any family, but it doesn't take a ton of observation to note that for this family, it seems a little bit more loaded. Um, is, would, in our time that we've been in town, despite how brief it may have been, do we, would we, yeah... Would I be aware of any, like, I guess, no, like, is knowledgeable within town sort of thing about their, I guess, circumstances? Or is it more just... I'm going to make the executive decision that Mock Mock doesn't know why this is, why this is true yet. You've only, mm-hmm. you've only been in town for a few days. You, ah, you ah. haven't heard most of the stories. Mm-hmm. I would assume that Elishor has a little bit better of an idea, um, especially if they made a cake for Niall, because um, that would have put them in direct contact with 
yours truly for some herbs and spices. <laughs> Unfortunately, you did not ask for help with this cake. Either they are very rude or Niall goes further back with this village than you thought. I think they're rude. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to kind of look at, at Niall then and like try and give like a what's the deal kind of expression. Niall, who knows why this family would be worried, and looks at Andrew and is like, well, um, Andrew, uh, what do you mean he was supposed to be behind you? Andrew looks down. He seems very ashamed to admit this, as though he already knows that he had been disobeying direct instructions for this to be true, and says, we were playing in the forest. And um, you see the dad kind of, like, put down his... He, he puts down his newspaper um, very... Wait, no, this is the 1800s. He puts down his book very... Um, they had newspapers? They had newspapers, but not here. This is like a 50-person village in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, you probably have a town crier before you have a newspaper. <laughs> yeah. He puts down his book a little aggressively. Not to the extent that it seems to have been done for intimidation more that it was just his natural emotional response and he just sort of says in a very tired strained voice you went back to the woods and andrew kind of goes i wanted to see if my fort was still there oh kids i son i will make you another fort and it doesn't have to be in the woods andrew goes i'm like goes like kind of like sputters a little bit and you know the intensity of dad's reaction is a little bit surprising to you guys Elshore Mok Mok but it's not necessarily over the line but it's surprising uh, and it's definitely enough that Andrew kind of sputters a little bit and then runs to his room um Mr. Green we can go to the woods we can find Michael um he kind of goes you would do that um yes sir I already told you, you can call me Peter. Okay, Peter. Sorry. Yeah, I think I think Elishore is gonna kind of, like, shake himself out of the, like, what the hell is happening kind of mood and be like, yes, absolutely. We can help find him. Mok Mok's just, like, looking between the two, between the two, noticing them come to an agreement and just giving, like, a light sigh before they just go, I I'll guess I'll help. Uh... Where, I guess. I guess. It's like, oh no, I didn't know what I was signing up for today. Niall <laughs> did volunteer both of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, I hey. <laughs> I think Elishore would have volunteered to help find a missing kid. Yeah, yeah Momo would have done it eventually. It's just, it's just the idea of going, uh, wait, huh? I didn't know this is what I was signing up for today. Okay. <laughs> Niall looks at Peter and is like, um... Peter, Mr. Peter, do you know exactly where in the woods this fort you built was? Just so we know where to start. Peter sort of um, goes, well, it was to the to the northwest where the f where the f to the northwest where uh, the, the you know the burned trees are. I know. Okay, thank you. All all three of us will work our hardest to find Mikey as soon as possible. Niall sort of balls his fist and holds him in front of him in like a determined 
shonen protagonist pose. (laughs) (laughs) The mother of the family, Martha, just sort of like takes like a a seat and releases a strained exhale at the dining table and says, I just thank you so much, Niall. We're just chicken farmers, you know? I really don't know how we we as a family can ever repay you for all you've done for us. Um, of course, you don't you don't have to do anything. I thought they um, were pig farmers. <laughs> they're pig farmers and chicken farmers. Good, double dipping. <laughs> double Your dipping. son will be in safe hands. I just, I don't know what you mean by double dipping, and I'm not going to ask. Um, Farming two animals, question mark? I guess. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, Look, Bradleys have a reputable uh, reputable business going on, and they can't afford this competition, okay? I'm, I'm looking out for that. <laughs> Martha gives Niall a very tearful hug um, that shows a lot of familiarity. Elishar and Mokmok, you still have no idea what the fuck is going on or why Niall is so beloved. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's just like, just this expression of just like, what? Like, looking at Elishar and just going, what's happening here? <laughs> like, smiling, but like, slightly like, huh? Elishar like shrugs. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. When Niall returns Martha's hug, gives her a firm pat on the back, and is like, we'll be back soon. And he then exits the hug. Um, looks at Elishore and Makmak and says, let's go, northwest, and then opens the door to allow Elishore and Makmak to leave first. Well, well it does yeah. not need to be asked twice, and is out of the door already. <laughs> Just checking, given the distance that Elishore and Makmak was from that conversation happening, would Makmak have heard everything clearly? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, it yeah, was right it's assumed. Yeah, it's assumed every, no one, the whole party was able to hear everything that just happened. Okay, then, uh, great discomfort, and also, um, like, this, like, weird feeling in his chest where he's just, like, going, mm. oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 just repeating. <laughs> They're not gonna entertain the thought too long, but they are just slowly, slowly building with a tiny bit of dread when, they, when they're considering the information they've heard. Plus where they're heading to. Um, um, so, Niall, what does this kid look like that we're looking for? Well, he looks kind of like his older brother, Andrew, just a little smaller. And okay. to give a recap, you know, um, really all the greens. Um, well, at least um, the mother and the mother and Andrew both have like lots and lots of freckles you know they're the kinds of people they're the kinds of people where freckles just go all the way across their face and down their arms everywhere they're all brunette but um the dad's hair is a little wavier and that got passed on to andrew but they all have um the mom and the kids both have the freckles and the hazel eyes whereas um Whereas Peter, the dad, his eyes are just, um, gray. Okay. So, Mikey, did, so does Mikey have the same amount of freckles? Pretty much, he's just as freckly, and he's got the, he's got the hazel eyes. Yeah, so got... kind of like Andrew, but smaller. Yeah, but I was... Gotcha. But I was being more descriptive about the whole thing. Because it was warranted. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> you're not incorrect. What Niall said is not incorrect. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. As you head uh, northwest, um, Nile, you run into the baker. Um, and the who's, who's just sort of like, you know, he's, since the last time you've seen him, um, you can tell that he's had a, a rough, rough few months. You know, he's got some grays around the temples that he didn't have the last time you see him, seen him. And it's really only been like six months. And he just looks, oh. he, his eyes just look really tired. And he's just like, oh, Niall, you're back. Where are you going in such Hello. a hurry? Um, well, um, we, my friends and I are, we, uh, to, to the, um, Niall points in the direction of the forest. <laughs> the baker looks at that, looks at the direction of the burned forest, and you see his eyes get, kind of get redder, but he holds it together, and he just sort of goes, oh, I see. When you say redder, as in, like, the color of his eyes, or, like, in that sad way where, like, people like get, like... he almost cried, but he's keeping it together. Um, yeah. Niall's not going to explain further so as to not worry this poor man. Mm-hmm. Well, um, stay, stay safe. Hey, um, when you get back, I've got some popovers that never sold. I think, I think, uh, they only have a few days left. You should try them. Oh, of course. We'd love to try them when we get back. Yeah, you know. Thank you. Anything for you, Niall. You got the hero of Brantford discount. Uh-huh. Niall. Niall is uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Niall got some sweet hookups if he's got cake and also the bakers now giving him treats. <laughs> Seriously. Niall kind of claps his hands and goes, so... We'll be off. The baker seems definitely more distracted now, just from the emotional state that even looking in the direction of the forest um, triggers in him. But he goes like, absolutely, hey, come back safe, okay? Of course. Thank you. So, uh, Niall, what's with the hero of Brantford thing? Yeah, Mark was like, I was also gonna ask. Well... (laughs) Um, well, you see, I, I, I was here, like, a little I while ago, and I... Walking. This is as you're walking. Yeah, this is yeah. as you're walking. Yeah, as you're yes, walking. This is, so, this is a walking conversation. Yeah, and I was like, well, well, I was here, like, a, a little while ago, and, um, I, I helped the, the people of the village with some things, and they like me. Oh, I... I'm, I mean, fair, fair, fair enough. I mean, it's 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 such a it's such a big you know like title or nickname you know being called the hero of Brantford. Um, As you guys leave Brantford, you pass a statue of Niall. <laughs> what the? Uh, Mark, so- Mark, Mark just stops and just like so. You just helped him with a few tiny things. Um, just if (laughs) Niall looks at it and is like what is what is that the town sculptor um goes like oh Niall perfect we just we just uh we just finished your your commemorative statue oh thank you I love it it? you do yeah I was worried it wouldn't be enough 
I just we as a town we really as a town we really just don't know how to properly okay. honor all that you've done for it's us. Okay. It's it's okay. It's all right. I like so, it. So uh Niall, I assume this has something to do with the um and then Elishor is gonna kinda gesture to all the trees. Wow. Uh, yeah. 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 Well deserved, presumably. I'm I'm sure you you did a lot for this town that they feel so great to thank you for it. Um and yeah. Well, he's just like looking at the statue, looking at <laughs> looking at Nile, looking towards the forest, and <laughs> the yeah, the... Uh, they're they're pretty nice. <laughs> um, we we are going to keep continuing on our um journey. Thank you, thank you. Um, bye. We are in a bit of a time crunch. As you guys walk away, one of the village children puts a little <laughs> wreath of flowers around the around the Nile statue. <laughs> oh my god! My goodness! Seriously, these guys like worship you or something? Well, I I stayed with them a bit, and I um helped them with some, you know, farm work and housework, um. And I helped Andrew and one of his friends when the, the forest, you know, the, the fire. Um, and I kind of helped them out when a bunch of shadow beasts showed up. I helped them stay calm. And I also killed a giant worm. Um, I just, I just did, I, uh. Oh my god. That is... That's more than a few little things. Well, uh, I don't know. Oh. Seriously. No wonder. Well, use that altruism to find this child. That's the plan, man. You guys sort of, you journey through the uh, forest, through the meadow. You know, puddles are starting to form and it's, you're starting to, not really puddles. It's just, it's starting to get muddy. I gotta pace this out. It's getting muddy. I am going to um, I'm going to do something which um, my my veteran players are very familiar with, but the people at home may not be fam- so familiar with, which is a travel or safety roll. Uh, I'll have uh, one of you roll a D100 for the general eventfulness and um, overall fortune or misfortune as you reach the forest i volunteer Ooh, okay (laughs) it's a nine it's a nine yeah i did i got a a nine no you don't need to talk about it (laughs) okay let's see here let me see what's in the bottom bracket here Oopsies. I'm trying to work out like formation for how we're walking. Would would we say that we're all walking in a row, or do you think that um, Niall would be like leading the? No, Niall must be leading the way. Because mm-hmm. well, personally, as the DM, I would love it if you just always were in a row. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't mind being in a row. 
I don't. I feel like Nile can leave from like the same place as us. So I feel like we're just kind of squelching through the <laughs> the muck together. Um, uh, oh glad, God, glad I brought my squelching boots. I didn't bring my squelching boots. I'm wearing slippers. I'm just realizing. <laughs> Oh god, I'm so sorry, Mock Mock. Mock Mock's getting like fucking mud everywhere. Like a slipper gets stuck in the mud and like balls off his foot. Today's a sticky day. First covered in a deluge of eggs, and now I'm covered in mud. <laughs> yeah, you never yeah, cleaned no. off either, so you probably smell rank. Yeah, I cleaned up a bit. <laughs> What's your general level of, we'll say being a trooper about it when it comes to being filthy right now this is a little bit of characterization that we need oh being a trooper about it am i taking this well no like come on great this is perfect i just feel so wonderful right now you know i Look, I, I'm sure I'm sure you're perfectly fine with the mud and the stickiness and the... But, you know, you didn't have to get covered in eggs just a while ago. Um, and this doesn't make my day any better. I mean, come on. And this is all... This is this is Mock Mock's internal monologue, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> just... Just internally screaming. Outside is just like... Oh, I I could have maybe picked better with my wardrobe, couldn't I? Um, as they just kind of like look at that, look at their feet. Oh, most certainly. Um, <laughs> Elishar is walking a little like farther away from Mock Mock than like would be standard, I suppose, for him. He's like, this guy is is muddy as fuck. And smells like eggs. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> like respect for coming and being like a a trooper, but uh, a rank. <laughs> yeah, like ev- like I probably say like every now and then, Mokmok just like gets their like little water skin with like. Or water in it and just like pours a tiny bit into the hand and just tries to like like wash it over themselves to just kind of clear up the last remainders but it's like not helping with the smell of egg <laughs> no like, you still <laughs> hey. Oh. Hey. Niall is impartial to the smell of eggs you're probably fine. You're just like ah, you've been around. You've been around the hawk. It, the hawk probably has a stronger smell. <laughs> His name is Smokey. Uh, a bear jumps on Mock Mock. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Get this! <laughs> Why? Elishore readies to, like, fuck that bear up. Yeah, I want to say, what is the size of the bear? Because I want to say, all three for eight. Oh, it's a grizzly. Oh, it's a grizzly bear. All three for eight of me, I don't think all three for eight of me can handle this bear. (laughs) Knocks you over once, and then it's over you, and it's drooling on you, and its teeth are, like, out, and you just sort of, like, 
and and you just sort of like look up at it and it looks down at you and then it says bear noise uh look i'm hey hey i i don't know if lovely listeners you can tell but i'm british i don't know bear etiquette do you scream at a bear to get it to go away or do you just lie there and don't (laughs) actually (laughs) if i remember correctly the rule is black bear try to scare it away Brown slash grizzly bear tried to act small so that it doesn't register you as a threat. And polar bear, accept death. <laughs> okay, polar so... Bear, shed your tears. So, Momo doesn't need to act small because they are small. However, uh, <laughs> God damn it. Niall sort of crouches down and goes up to the bear and is like, Hey, he is a friend. He is not food. He is Roll our friend. Roll animal handling. Roll animal handling. 18. 18. You see the bear sort of calm a little bit, which is the moment when you begin to notice. Typical bear eyes are like, you know, kind of pure black. Take up all the visible space of the eyelid, right? As you look at the eyes of this bear, you see that the eyes are like a yellow green, like a, like a chartreuse, like a brilliant chartreuse and the pupils are um barred like a goat oh that's whack when Niall catches a glimpse of this bear's eyes he goes like whoa and the bear sort of like backs up and kind of like goes like and like looks around and like drool is dripping down um with your experience with animals Niall, you can safely say this is already not typical bear behavior. Yeah, no shit. Bears want to just... Bears want to do their thing. Yeah, bears like... Bears are vibing. Okay. Niall sort of starts, like, walking in a sideways motion, because that's what you do when you encounter a bear. You walk sideways. (laughs) And he's like... Just gonna leave Mach Mach under the bear. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's the sound. <laughs> that's the sound of Bok Bok from under the bear. <laughs> Is Mok Mok, oh god, Mok Mok's gonna be, they smell like eggs, they smell, they covered in mud, and now they had bear drool on them. <laughs> oh god, Mok Mok. <laughs> um, would I be able to cast Detect Magic on this bear? Um, Okay. Yeah, let me let me peek at the phrasing of um, let me peek at the exact phrasing of detect magic. Uh, you see a faint uh, pink aura around this bear, which um, tells you that it is being affected by the enchantment school of magic. Damn! Someone enchanted this bear, guys. What does that mean? It's not normal bear. Enchantment. That's what I got for you. Enchantments that was Niall in character. Yeah. Enchantments tend to be spells that influence the mind or influence perception. And we all yeah, know so, which so, ones someone's are... fucked, someone fucked with this bear's brain. No wonder it's acting so weird. <laughs> okay. any, any idea how to get this thing away from me? Well, you guys are are magic. Um, I am not very magic. 
you guys, how do you, how do we stop this? I, uh, I, I don't know how to take care of magic bears. Uh, mm, I, let me look at one of the spells that I have. Oh, bears don't understand common. <laughs> no, they don't. Ah, uh, I could do absolutely fuck all about this bear magically. Maybe I could scare it with a big sound. Ooh, what's a natural predator? Do you want, a, do you want, do you want <laughs> a natural predator of bears? <laughs> what? I mean, in the mess, bigger, bigger sound. bear. <laughs> okay, but consider this, because he is D and D. In D and D. Elishore, roll nature in D and D. Sure. Let's see if there's something that. I got a sixteen. Sixteen. You believe a purple worm could eat a bear? What? Okay. A cool. A purple worm could eat a bear. Um, do I know what purple worms sound like? Purple worms are um big old like. Are they like Alaskan bullworm sized worms? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh my god, it's the fucking Alaskan bullworm. Um, okay, I think I would love to use thaumaturgy to uh, make some harmless tremors in the ground and then to create the sound of a purple worm, like, maybe a little far off past the tree line. See if I can scare this bear away. It bolts. I mean, it is not... In retrospect, the thing was very tense and fearful to begin with. I'm so sorry, bear. So sorry, little buddy. Once the bear bolts, Niall goes over to offer Mok Mok a hand on. Mok Mok gladly right? accepts it. Are you, all, you all right, bud? Mok Mok gets both of their hands... And, like, puts it, like, on the back of their head and, like, pulls down as they wipe away the drool that had been, like, falling from the bear. And they just stand there with just, like, their hands held up and just goes, I will be... I will do better once I eventually get to clean this everything away from me. But otherwise, okay. thank you. Okay, well... We can uh, figure that out later. Yeah, so, that... uh, let's keep going, eh? <laughs> yeah, let's let's keep going. You can't get any worse, right? <laughs> no, don't say, say that. that. Don't say that. Why would you say that? Another bear jumps on you. No. <laughs> don't you dare! No. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. will roll the next one hundred. Yes, this one is going to be for within the forest. I got a 100. Oh, no. <laughs> you got a 100? <laughs> what is that with true? you I can, I can see it I on D&D Beyond. I got a 100. I rolled a 100. <laughs> I was a straight 100, baby. <laughs> I, oh, no. V is, like, staring off into the middle <laughs> distance. <laughs> <laughs> Just the accumulation of... We, we, we broke her. Well, it seems our DM is broken. Good podcast, everyone. Good, good show. Jolly good show. Just you wait till I have to roll. You guys went from a 9 to a 100. 
Okay. Let's see. You come across a massive, silvery, glowing badger that's walking through the forest. And it just sort oh of goodness. it just sort of regards all three of you. I'm gonna have you all roll nature. I got a twelve. I got a nine. Uh, 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 a natural one. Well, it regards you all and then it walks off. But where its foot stepped, you see that some mushrooms have popped up of the mm. same sort of glowing silvery quality that the massive badger itself had. May I nature check those mushrooms? Yeah. May I medicine I got- check those mushrooms? I got 22. That's a good point. Oh yeah, what medicine is both for assessing someone's condition and also knowing whether something would be usable as medicine, so you can do that. So, you got a 22 on your nature, Nile? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you think to yourself, well, I don't know what that thing was, but that looks special this doesn't seem like a naturally occurring sort of situation in the strictest sense of the word however you do get the sense that like this is some this has to do with nature spirit somehow silvery glows you know tend to be nature spirity and that usually means something good actually i just realized something um Elishore, I'm gonna have you rewind. You can you can have advantage on your nature check to have identified the badger. Oh, okay. Because it has to do with nature spirits, and you've spent time with some nature spirits. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> the badger woman is guardian of this forest, and so um, you guys. You guys just ran into the spirit that protects this forest. And she has left behind a mushroom for you guys. Nice. I will take um, the, I will take the gift of a wonderful mushroom. I, I pick I pick at the mushrooms. There are three mushrooms that came up. I pick one of them. I pick the biggest so I one. Will, I will pick yeah. one of the mushrooms and put it in my inventory. Niall picks the largest mushroom and puts it in his inventory. Monk Monk will pick up the remaining mushroom and just kind of like look around it and like sniff it before they just kind of put it in their satchel. As soon as each of you, for each of you, it continues to glow brighter and brighter. Um, Niall, the uh, mushroom recognizes that you have done much to take care of the spirits represented. Recognize that you've done much to take care of this forest. You gain inspiration. Elishore, the spirits recognize that you've done much for the spirits. You gain inspiration. Mock Mock, the mushroom catches on fire. In your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, I'm removing the mushroom from my inventory. I was just about to add that on. Um, correction to my notes, um, Mok Mok doesn't not get a mushroom. Mok Mok is sad. <laughs> Mok Mok, uh, looks at the, uh, looks at the burning mushroom in their hands and just goes, 
I deserve this. <laughs> yeah, I'm still burning you. Yeah. You're you're holding there thinking I deserve this while it's still burning you. You don't drop it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, do we want? Actually, Mok no. So Mok Mok allows it to burn in his hand for a bit before before kind of cupping their hands to cut off the oxygen to the mushroom. You, you, the two of you see the fire kind of get absorbed into Mok Mok's hands a little bit, strangely, um, and like, and like you notice that as the fire goes out, um, a couple, it almost looks like a couple embers have, have um, kicked up inside their eyes. Like you see the little orange glow of embers inside their eyes, and then, and then it fades. Oh, Niall, um looks at Mock Mock's hands and was like, well, that's a bit unfortunate. Yeah, so now that you've taken a look at Mock Mock's hands, you notice that the that the palms on both hands are just um, very rough with with several burn scars um, layered over other burn scars. It's like like it's much more it's much more pronounced than can be explained by that fire, which went out fairly quickly. Um, Mock Mock's hands are tough and very, very heavily scarred. You, you can tell. You can tell just by looking that many different kinds of burns have been sustained to these hands before. Hmm. Yeah, Mock Mock just kind of dryly goes, "Yeah, that that was a bit of a shame." Um, but they, <laughs> um, would the mushroom have, like, after, like, the whole cupping and that, would it still look like a mushroom despite heavily burnt, or did it, like, crumble to ash? Like, it's what would ash have been now. Stuff? It's ash now. Okay, um, Mo, Mo just kind of, like, allows, just kind of, like, holds it open and just kind of, like, looks at it with, like, a... We're kind of like a slightly lost expression, just kind of like lets the ash just kind of blow away with the wind. It seems that Mock Mock and Nature are not on the same page at this moment. It sure does. Huh. Yeah. My Mock God. Mock's been having a rough day. <laughs> Mock's been having a rough day. Now we can add <laughs> Mock Mock is muddy, egg yolky. Bear spitty and a little ashy. <laughs> Mark Mark is in a mess in many ways. <laughs> egg, be- egg bear shroom ash. <laughs> Mark Mark's ashy. Ah, uh, you gotta get. You gotta exfoliate. You gotta use lotion. You gotta. <laughs> yeah, let's get Mark Mark some fucking get it together, Mark Mark. <laughs> Yeah, don't. I'll, I'll get. I'll get the cocoa butter. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay, so these mushrooms are so along with our inspiration. These mushrooms are added to our inventory, right? Um, they actually the ones that gain, grant uh, the ones that glowed and gave, grant you inspiration. You actually, the way it registers for both of you is that you, uh. Feel yourself get stronger as the mushroom disappears in your hands. Like it doesn't feel wasted because you can tell immediately that you feel revitalized and it's like um 
you feel the way cold, like a cold glass of water feels once you finally like drink cold water on a really hot day. Ah. Oh, that's delightful. (laughs) What a wonderful mushroom. I feel pretty great, eh? How does Mock Mock feel? (laughs) The burn was, the burning was painful, but frankly, it's, frankly, your hands aren't quite so sensitive anymore. Yeah, yeah. Mon Mon just kind of like looks at the looks at the two of you just and like notice you guys feeling like better after the mushroom, um, after making contact with the mushroom and just kind of gives like one of those like um like small smiles, um, but that doesn't kind of like reach the eye so much. Mock Mock wants the shrooms, (laughs) but the last. Mark Mark wants the shrooms. Mark, Mark, there was three shrooms. They were divided equally, but no, no shroom for Mark Mark. (laughs) Poor Mark Mark. It tells the story. It's It's hard to be Mark Mark. It's dynamic storytelling. I know, I know. (laughs) You guys have now, with that experience, uneventfully crossed through more of the forest and entered entered this hilly area where where the ground is fairly exposed where the where the fire um burned the hottest um and though it's been some time you know all the trees are still they're still reduced to these sort of black pillars uh and you know the tr- and all the leaves are gone so you can see the ground fairly clearly there's a little there's like sort of a gray layer of ash and soot that crunches underneath you. Has there been, like, any sign of, like, a child coming through this area this whole time we've been walking? Yeah, like, um, any little this is, in the mud? <laughs> I was gonna say, at this point, you can roll um, survival or investigation, depending on if you're looking for new leads or if you're trying to just simply actually we need to start with investigation we have to start with investigation sure you can't start with survival (laughs) survival is following track you already have investigation are we all rolling investigation or is just Ella Shore doing it I got nine Everyone. I got a 12. I rolled the wrong thing. Um, I got a 13. Okay, um... I also accidentally rolled a nat 1 on intimidation. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody Actually, no, I rolled a 2 on intimidation. Absolutely nobody is afraid of Nile right now. Um... (laughs) Yeah, okay, since you all didn't pass the investigation check, um, what what happens is, and I have a feeling you guys are not going to like the implication, an hour hour passes, all of you roll investigation again. Oh, Oh, no. Lord have mercy. I got a 20, a dirty, dirty, filthy little 20. I got a 13 again. God damn it. 
I wasted all of my luck on that 100 that gave us the mushrooms. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you, you guys know what, what inspiration does, right? Mm-hmm. DM inspiration. Okay, just, just double checking. Okay. What did you get, Sal? 17. 17. And you got a, you got a dirty little, filthy little 20? Yep. Mokamok and Elishor both notice some smudged um now by the rain footprints leading in leading between two hills forward that are the size of a little kid's you know shoes um nile the ranger distinctly does not find the tracks and is the only one (laughs) (laughs) nile begins to get worried because he can't find anything (laughs) Elishor is gonna like like point downwards and be like, check that oh. out. <laughs> the, okay. Is a- Good. Well, um, we should follow them. Mm-hmm. We. Yeah. Yes, we should. Um, Elishor is gonna start walking along the tracks. Niall is going to do the same. Yes, I, same. Um, you said you said where did the, where were the footprints heading off to? Towards towards the mountain. Between two hills, forward huh? within the within the scorched part of the forest. Like like closer to the center of where the fire was. Ah, all right. Hopefully the kid is safe. So I'll have you all roll survival now to follow the tracks. Do I do I get any like a um bonus? I got a nineteen. I got a thirteen. If I forget, if I'm proficient in something, do I just roll it normally and it just is already got like a bonus added? Or what? Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so I don't I don't roll twice. No, oh, that is okay. advantage. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I got seventeen anyway. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, as long as one of you passes the DC here, uh, you all are you all are good. So Mock Mock, at the very least, doesn't lose track of the tracks. I got a nineteen. Excuse you. Oh, I missed that. Okay, then yes, you both. Wait, what did Elishor get? I got a thirteen, so I imagine Elishor like keeps kind of like slightly veering off the trail, 13, and then the, thir- the others have to kind of pull him back. Thirteen is the minimum you needed to follow the tracks, so we're everyone's good. Oh damn, killing it! Um, it takes about two hours on foot, so at this point, jeez, oh, at this point, um. You know, the sun is starting to get low in the sky. It's probably about 4 p.m. Um, Nile is growing increasingly more nervous and fidgety. You all come upon, you know, a wooden stick fort that the, that the, um, tracks lead toward and while while there are some scorch marks on the outside 
the wood is strangely intact. Hmm. Hmm. Is it, are there any, like, marks? Like, it got, like, dragged here or something? It's sort of a woven-together situation. It's like... It, it, there's a certain intentionality to it that makes you able to tell it was built um, by people, but it sort of follows the same principles as a beaver dam where the wood is sort of latticed together. Yeah, but like, did this, was this here when the fire was happening or did someone like For sure, it, drag normal ass logs into this area? Roll perception. Fourteen. You cannot see any evidence of it having been moved to this location. The the tracks lead directly inside. Niall kind of cups his hand around his mouth and goes, Mikey! Mikey! And he slowly starts tiptoeing towards the little fort. And he peeks inside. As you look inside, you see, um, you see that this is indeed Andrew and Mikey's, um, fort that they like to go to. There's, um, there's some books, there's, like, a little, there's a little can- there's a little um, compass um, that seems designed for children to use. There is a stuffed bear. There's a uh, there's a couple of bed rolls for when they want for when they used to spend the night in um, in the fort uh, before um, before their parents started. To feel that it wasn't such a good idea for them to do that but you also see somewhat out of place a gaping hole in one corner of the fort in the mm. floor and as you in the floor in the floor and it's a tunnel downward and you see that there are strength you see that it is rough and ragged and there are pits in the dirt in the dirt and and eventually stone as it goes deeper down that so, that something could hold on to and climb down but not safely and not easily oh Niall calls out to Elishor and Muckmuck um there's a whole in the ground. Uh, a hole, hole in the ground. Um, and then, yes. Well, Elishor's gonna come come inside and take a look. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know where it leads. I don't know what happened. Uh, Niall kind of puts his head in his hands. It's like I'm just worried about Mikey. I I don't I don't know. I, I think we uh, need to go in. Um, the tunnel is 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 it easy to kind of like look down in, or is it like relatively 
quite dark. Like, yeah, can we yeah. see the bottom of the tunnel? You cannot see the you cannot see the bottom, but light seems to be filtering in, like at to a normal extent. It's just deep enough that you can't see the bottom. Okay. Um, I would it be possible for um Mok Mok to cast Dancing Light to kind of just aid in our if we are to go down the tunnel, then to just kind of aid in being able to see stuff. Okay. For a minute, you create up to four torch-sized lights within range, making them appear as torches, lanterns, or glowing orbs that hover in the air for the duration. You can also combine the four lights into one glowing, vaguely humanoid form of medium size. Whichever form you choose, each light sheds dim light in a ten-foot radius. I didn't know you could make it into a person. What? Oh, it's, it's I... only dim light. Dim light in a ten foot radius. Mhm. Because I could cast light on like a rock, and that's twenty feet of bright light, twenty feet of dim. Okay, show me we up. We all have you. dark vision. <laughs> the different. The um. Yeah. The th- the thing is, um, the thing is, light, light has a greater, light has a greater radius, uh, but it can only be attached to one object. Uh, dancing lights is four different spots of ten of a radius ten. I was thinking about just dropping something down that hole. Yeah. So <laughs> for that purpose, light is better, but. There is dancing lights does as a spell make up for it with by cre- by being more spread out. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Plus, also, is light a um, can um, is it something that has like a long like duration time? Uh, yeah, it's an hour, I think. Ah, okay. Yeah. Also. Um, actually, light is going to be a, a volumetric thing, so even if there's four 10-foot circles, my one 40-foot circle is better. I can, I can keep casting my dancing light, and also I can make them a person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd love to just, like, pick up, like, some a rock off the ground or a piece of burnt wood, more likely, um, and cast light on it and drop it down the hole you see that this hole seems to descend down far enough that that the that the um object on which you have cast light never stops falling before you lose track of that object as well oh it keeps oh 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 it okay 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 is there Oh, wait, we're, not, we're in the forest, but we're in the scorched part of the forest. Is there a tree nearby got, enough? Oh. I got 50 feet of hemp and rope. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. Same. That was the thought. It's like, if we, like, secure, I don't know, rope to a tree, something, we, we stick it into the floor, um, and climb... Wait a second, I'm a dummy! Um... We can do that. I do, however, I could... Okay, the tunnel... The t- the walls of the tunnel. 
Are they structurally sound or are they like kind of like a crumbly texture? Like they could like fall apart as we go down. You know, it doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. It seems very tightly packed, but it is mostly dirt the way down. You can walk up, down, or across. I I could. Oh, I bet I should mention that this hole is about like maybe not even three feet wide, like two and a half feet wide, maybe. Okay, 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 okay. In which um, case, the the thought I had is out of the out of the question. Rope, it is. <laughs> can I clarification? Do we ever hear it hit the ground in the hole? Hear it? No. Oh. It doesn't mean there's no bottom. It just means it's out of earshot. Oh, goodness. Niall. I'm not sure we're getting down there with 100 feet of rope. We could probably get as close towards the end of the rope to see, like, maybe. Maybe as the closer we get down, we maybe we do see it. Mm-hmm. Bring some light rocks. Keep dropping it from there, help. Okay. Niall um, pulls out his rope and is like, Okay, so I have 50 feet of rope. Do any of uh, you guys have rope? I also have rope. And Mok Mok pulls it out and begins, uh, offers it to Niall so we can tie the ends together. So it becomes Hando. Mok Mok is not well versed in the art of tying knots. <laughs> Niall grabs the two ropes and ties and time ties them together into a double fisherman's knot. Niall knows how to tie knots. <laughs> mm-hmm. Niall's good with knots, anyways. Um, not Niall tie Niall ties the ropes together. Um, and then he. Okay. Um, to assess the uh, structural integrity of this fort, um, clearly it was like structurally sound enough to survive the fire somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's made of sticks. Um, are there any places where I would be safe to tie this rope so that it can support all? 203 pounds of Nile. <laughs> there are cross beams going across the um, the top of the fort. Those beams are already designed to be load-bearing, but not much of the fort has fallen off of it, meaning that it's meaning that its structural strength um, is not being pushed to its limit in the slightest. Okay. So Nile then ties the rope. To one of one of the cross beams, mm-hmm. and he tugs and he tugs on it a bit, and then grabs onto the rope and then jumps and let, lets himself hang for a bit just to test the integrity. Mm-hmm. Does it hold well? Yeah. Does it shake at all? It holds perfectly. Okay, Niall um, grabs all of the rope in his hands and says, "Okay." Um, Stay right here. I'm going to investigate. I I I gotta check this out. I'll be right back. So stay here. And Niall starts descending cheerfully down the hole. Mark Mark is gonna stay close to where the rope is secured, just just in case. Um, but every now and then, just like going towards the hole and like looking down and just to see 
what's happening before going, ah, the rope. <laughs> In spite of having the rope tied to you as a protection, you are still going to need to roll athletics to climb down, um, to not just slip okay. and, you know, have the rope go taut. I got a 19. You make your way down to the end of the rope, which, if I understand correctly, should be 100 feet, right? Mm-hmm. You can very faintly see where you came from at this point uh, and very faintly see that, that the bottom is about equally far for you. It's about it's about 200 feet down and it, it's oh about 200 feet to the to the floor uh, and you know that because you can tell it's you're perfectly halfway after going 100 feet down with the rope. But when you look back and forth, it looks further to you. It looks further than that to you. You know your ropes were measured properly, so you know for a fact that you're 100 feet down. Looking up, it's like the opening is like a pinprick to you. Like, I know I should be 100 feet down, but when but I look you, up, it looks a lot it further. It looks way further, yeah. Nile looks up and then back down again and then back up. Am I still the same distance way further? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought I was, like, sinking into the abyss or something. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Later. Not yet. <laughs> Later. <laughs> as a treat. As a treat. <laughs> as a treat. Immurement. As a treat. Niall's just like, okay. Okay. Um, and he starts... He, he looks back down. Um, it's, a, it's about 100 feet down, right? Like, I can tell. It, it mu- well, it doesn't look 100 feet down, but, you f- but if the rest of the tunnel works the same way, then it is, you know? Because the other way down looks just as far, but you can tell you're equally through the, the tunnel. Okay, so taking note of this, Niall starts... Climbing back up. Mm-hmm. Roll athletics. Eight. <coughs> oh. 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 You begin attempting to climb out, <coughs> but as the mud builds up around the walls of the tunnel, and you attempt to go back fighting gravity, <coughs> you eventually realize that you have put your arms through too much and you slowly slide down and are unable to pull yourself out at the moment. Niall starts clambering on the walls and goes, no, 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 no. Oh, jeez. Um. You can feel like, you can feel that his arms are jelly right now. He's like, oh, no. Mr. Niall, come down here and play with me. Oh, oh. 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 Uh, no. no, we're feeling it. Did we did we hear that up at the top of the hole or was no. that just Nile? That, That's Nile. good. I would have started shoving dirt down that hole immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no way in fucking hell. What would you how long to mock mock how long would it have been? How much time would have passed um that they haven't seen Nile? I would say realistically, uh, 100 feet is a long ways to climb down on rope. 
It would probably get suspicious to you after half an hour. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm gonna be. Because I. How much? Because I'm just trying to work out. Like, at what point of time does Niall go? Hmm. This is a problem. I can't get up. Versus Mock Mock going. Huh. It's been a while. Not even a. Because they're going back and forth between the rope and the hole and the rope and the hole, just like out of like caution. Um, but it's like, whilst we're, whilst we're clearly not going to be able to see anything, I would have thought, I don't know, they would have popped back up eventually. Um, um, uh, but Niall hears this and he kind of looks down and he's like, Mikey? It's me, mister. Mikey? Oh! Uh, <laughs> Niall. Looks down, darkness, and he looks back up. Just a pinprick of light, maybe the faint, maybe if you squint your eyes, the silhouette of a goblin trying to check if you're <laughs> still connected to the rope. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think at the half hour mark, if Mock hasn't seen anything. Mokwonk's gonna like look down the hole and cat would cast um ah, bah, 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 I've, I've forgotten the spell. Uh would cast dancing light and send four light orbs going down the pathway. Just to see if at some point the light gets blocked, kind of. It's like sends one ball like maybe maybe one of the light orbs I don't know how far down. I need to amend the amount of information you guys have. I forgot that Elishor sent the sent the stick with light cast on it down this hole, so yep. it wouldn't be darkness beneath you. You would actually you would be able to see that it opens up into a cave beneath you. Do I see Mikey in the cave? No. Hmm. Hmm. about that cave. That's a little suspicious. Do I see anything in the cave at all? Mm, not from this angle, cause right, cause it's just like there's like it goes, it's like a thin, it's like a thin cylindrical, like vertical drop before it opens up at the bottom into a big cave, you know. So you're, so you're, even though you can tell there's a that it opens up quite a bit beneath, your visibility of what's around is very limited. You know, because you're only looking okay. straight down. Yeah. Um, Niall looks back up, and then he looks down, and he's like, Mikey. I have something wonderful to show you, Mr. Niall. Oh. Oh. Uh, Niall, is- N- N- Niall knows something is wrong, but, like, he doesn't know how to properly respond to this. <laughs> Where is Elishore at the moment? Uh, Elishore's next to Mark Mark in the, um, little stick hut. I have a question. With our combined forces, can we start pulling the rope up? And would we be able to, in turn, also pull Niall up? Niall weighs 203 pounds. Mm-hmm. Roll, figure out which one of you has the higher athletics bonus, and then the other one can give, take the help action on that on their roll. Well, I have a uh, fat old goose egg. Okay, uh, I have a plus three, so yeah, I, I'm doing better than you are. Mhm, mhm. Um, clerics have some use. For so strength. clerics have some use for strength. Um, 
what does the help action do? Does that is that advantage? It's advantage. Okay, let's see what I can do. Okay, uh, I rolled a 19. 19, alright. It takes quite a bit of effort and quite a bit of time, and it's not necessarily a comfortable ride for Niall, but he is pulled out of the hole. Which... Elishore's like covered in sweat by the end of it. <laughs> Niall is also covered in sweat, but for a different reason. And Mokmok yeah. was helping that, also covered in sweat a bit, and all the and things- Mokmok's covered in eggs. Mokmok's <laughs> <laughs> covered in so many things. Mokmok's covered in eggs, mud, bear drool. Now sweat. <laughs> Mushroom ash. Sweat. Uh. <laughs> Niall points down the hole and is like, I heard Mikey, I heard a voice, it didn't sound normal, it wasn't normal. Um, I, the rope only got me halfway, there's a cave. And, and you're sure of, of what you heard? I mean, did, you didn't see anything down there, did you? No, I didn't. I, I heard Mikey's voice saying, oh, come play with me, Mr. Niall, and a bunch of creepy stuff, like, that's, oh, that's weird, eh? But, um, well, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. It made me uncomfortable. Thank you for pulling me up. But I don't you... know where Mikey is, and whatever's down there absolutely is not Mikey. That that's that sounds really creepy. I'm gonna say like, come on, like really, <laughs> deep, a deep dark hole in the middle middle of a creepy old forest, and a creepy old kid down below going, "Hi, Mister Mikey," <laughs> like. Like, uh, we could, but is there anywhere else the kid would have gone? I don't know. Do the footprints stop in here? They lead to here, but the, the floor yeah, okay. side is wooden, so there wouldn't be more footprints, you know? I wonder if something took Mikey down that hole. Oh, maybe, I don't want maybe, to think about that. <laughs> it, maybe, maybe... Maybe it might. It could maybe be Mikey, but like not Mikey. Like what? Like with the bear, you know? Like Sasha. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, um. Well, either way, we can't get down into that hole. We don't have enough rope. I, I, I need at least a hundred more feet. But the, the, the weirdest thing about it is that when I was presumably a hundred feet down, I, I, I looked up. And it looked like way more than a hundred feet, but from what I could tell, I was about halfway there. Shit! It's some kind of so weird, I don't know spooky how to magic hole. Did you feel any weird, spooky magic in the weird, spooky magic hole? I don't know what that feels like. Fair enough. Niall unties the rope around himself, and he hands it to Elishor. He's like, "I mean, if if you want to look, well, you you were able to pull me out. Maybe you could probably bring yourself down, but I don't know." You're I'm pretty um, tired. Do My you? Uh, Mobile quickly pipes out. I mean, do you, Elisha? Do you have any more rope? We could maybe make this thing longer. It might not get to the bottom, but maybe we can get a better look. Don't think I do. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't come with rope. I come with a block of incense and a blanket. I don't think those. So will if help. you want to take like a pleasant, a pleasant nap, that we there. tell you. That we tear your blanket to shreds and turn that into no! <laughs> Um. 
What? Okay. No, 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 no. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, is like, is this the type of forest that has vines? Not anymore. Um, it did burn down in a fire. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that could be, <laughs> that could I, be I like can't... fashioned into like extending this thing as, aside from Why us going guys... back to town? But the... Why don't you guys roll perception? All of you roll perception on the interior of the fort because. I don't think any of you did before. No, we oh, did. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're right. 23. 19. I got 17. 17, 19, and what else? 23. All of you notice that there is a toy chest in the corner that contains five jump ropes, each of them about 20 Ow. feet. Oh wow, how convenient. <laughs> oh my god, how did we get five jump ropes in here? That's crazy. <laughs> Niall opens the toy chest and is like, wow, look at these jump ropes. This is extremely convenient, eh? He starts tying them together and ties them to the rope. They're five 20-foot-long um, jump ropes for a very special variation of double dutch called quintuple dutch. It's only played by octopus people. Oh as someone who was considered a double dutch champion back in the day that sounds like a nightmare <laughs> yeah you have to track all five you have to track all five ropes and they're going into i speeds. almost broke my knee playing double dutch oh, anyways <laughs> and thus i did my double dutch career niall looks around um he's like okay i guess i'm going back down oh <laughs> if he ties the jump rope back to himself. I would offer, but you actually know what Mikey's supposed to be like, so I feel like you've yeah, got the best chance of telling us what the fuck is in that hole. Right, yeah, I'll but what it is out. it? I don't know. I'm gonna go figure it out. I get stay here again. I'm, I'll <sighs> be a bit longer. I have to find Mikey. Niall hey, um, this and hauls them in front of him like a shonen protagonist again. We should have a signal, though. Yeah. It, you we were, like, be... stuck down there for a while. Um, well, yeah, I, I lost my grip. Um, what would be a good signal? I mean, do you have a way of... I mean, I, I don't think... Are you off the magic source to send a message up? I don't think so. I don't, uh, I don't think I do either. And I don't um, think... You could, like, wiggle the rope around, or, like... I think so. That's only if you make it to the ground, though. Well, it's, like, tied around my waist, so if I get stuck somehow, I can, like, maneuver my body around it somehow. Anyways, I wiggle oh, the rope. You know what? If we, it, it, uh, It's probably a lot of weight, but if you have one person holding the rope at the top, you would feel it being taut because obviously it's being weighed down by Niall going down. If at a moment's notice it feels slightly like it's loosening up in a way that doesn't make sense, like it can't get loose, you're meant to be getting weighed down, then we know something's well, weirdly amiss. If I were to slip, it would get tighter because then I would only be dangling by the rope. But yeah, but we would know at least like it's like... Also, if you like wiggle it, then we would, in theory, I'd assume you'd feel it maybe, uh, like up the rope. Well, at least feel it shifting. I don't know. Yeah, so. Niall's like, yeah, before Niall goes down, he's like, I'll wiggle the rope this... if anything bad happens. 
All right. Roll out paper athletics with roll athletics with disadvantage because you didn't take that long. Uh, uh, I got a seven. Gwen Stacy oh! moment. No. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, yeah, you just sort of like, it's not quickly or anything, but you sort of like, you, your hands sort of slip from out at either side of you. It's sort of pressed against your chest because it's so tight. Uh. And then you just slowly, and you're unable to sort of pull your arms back to a, like a, a position where you can grip the walls. And you just sort of like faster than would be comfortable, but slower than would be dangerous. You just slide through the muddy tunnel down until, until the rope goes taut. Niall's eyes are closed the whole time. When he feels the rope go taut, he um sort of like wraps himself around it and slowly opens his eyes and looks down. The stick that um, Elishor threw down is illuminating this cave. You do see that there is some sort of strange tunnel going forward within this cave. The way that it's opened appears like it's almost it's almost made by like scratches through the bedrock. But you're a little distracted by what's within the cave. There's more toys, books, um, drawings on the floor and on the walls. Lots and lots of drawings and various crayons and colored pencils and things like that to draw with um, scattered around. And every single drawing, both on the papers on the ground, which are numerous, and along the walls are the same thing, which is eyes. You are surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of crudely drawn eyes done by a child. He looks around at all the eyes and he goes, Mikey? Isn't it wonderful, Mr. Nile? <laughs> this child is creepy. I hate this kid. But if. Nile, this is distinctly not trademarked the way you remember Mikey. I know. How close is the ground? You are dangling about five feet above the ground. Oh. And you're sort of slowly. So... Since you're attached by the waist, you've now gone horizontal, and you're sort of slowly rotating. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like dangling spider. Um, I feel like if I untied the rope, Mock Mock and Elishore would freak out. Yeah, they'd be like, they'd be like, something, yeah. something came up and bit Niall fully off of the rope. <laughs> we need to get down there, pronto. Um, so this is just a room filled with the exact same picture of crudely drawn eyes over and over and over again and a it's couple like, toys they're not carbon copies of each other you know they're all just it's always eyes. eyes it's always eyes but there's the same amount of variation that you would expect from a child that that is trying to draw the same thing but isn't like capable of yeah. perfectly reproducing it you know and there's nothing else in the room. Lots of drawing there's materials. No, yeah, a couple toys. Like, but like other than that, there's nothing else. Not no really. things. No. no. Can I see what's beyond the tunnel that was carved out by scratches? No, it's just outside the radius of light. Well, I have dark vision. In shades of gray, up to 60 feet. Up to 60 feet. Okay, so you see that it connects to an even larger room which has some sort of 
like faint glow from around the corner. Okay. Um, you can tell. You can. You can just tell that there's another room past here that seems to be even bigger, but you can't quite see what's in it. Okay. I look up. Can, how much of the top can I see? You can no longer see the top. I pull up the hole. Uh, muck, muck. That was sure. No, ch- no shot. No shot. <laughs> oh shit. Nile takes a deep breath. Okay, okay. He sort of vertically orients himself and unties the rope <laughs> and drops down below. Mock Mock Elisor, how do you react to this? Mock Mock Elisor, how do you react to this? Mock Mock just goes just fucking slack. Mock Mock just goes great. Well, it wouldn't go. It wouldn't quite go. It wouldn't quite go slack because if you know, if it was longer than if it was longer than the drop, right? Then you would start to feel slack. But it's not as long as the drop, so at a f- at first glance, it's still being pulled straight. But you j- you'd have to feel it to realize there's no tension anymore. Yeah, I think I mean well, actually, I thought we what had our hands I think on it. maybe so. Actually, even if you didn't, what would ha- what would what would tip you off is that it would start swaying. Hmm. Mark, Mark every uh, I would imagine that Mark every now and then has been checking the rope and just kind of been doing like that like strumming thing just to kind of feel that there is tension. So like yeah. So the next time you strum it, it just Yeah, Momo just goes, oh, just goes, oh, no, and looks at Elishore and goes, we got a problem. (laughs) Elishore, Elishore touches the rope, and, like, his eyes go really wide, and he immediately, like, looks down the hole and casts, uh, Thaumaturgy and screams, Niall! Let me look at the range of thaumaturgy. It says three times as loud as normal, so I think it depends on the range of a voice. I think you probably can. You you can probably just about hear that, Nile. I looks up and goes, "Oh, sure," but we won't hear no it. No shot. Return. No shot. <laughs> uh, that, that doesn't reach. Lo- logic is out of the window. <laughs> Nile like... stands on his tiptoes, reaches up, and. Tugs the rope three times. Very long. Oh, we'd see. We we must see it like go like we like we're holding yeah, we, it we would, like move it. Yeah, you feel, feel that, it. Nile goes. Okay. Nile pulls it three times, very long, and then he pulls it once, long, short, long. We we didn't oh, agree no. to a code for this. <laughs> no, but um. and he's just repeating that over and over and over again. Uh. That would be. Is that SO? I think that's SOS. No, it's not it's SOS. Not SOS. It's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Oh, okay. No, SOS is three long, three short. It's three short, three long, three short. Yeah. Niall's a boatman. He would know Morse code. Okay, but I think Elishore is going to yell down the hole. Um, once for yes, twice for no. Should we climb down there? Uh, hmm. Niall kind of looks around a bit, and he tugs on it once. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, Elishore is gonna start climbing down the rope. Roll athletics. Oh. See, this is the fun part. Neither of you are secured to the rope. You're just climbing down it. I got a 22. <laughs> You probably could have pulled the rope. You probably could have pulled the rope up, tied it to yourself, and then climbed down. Uh huh. 
with Oops. Uh, <laughs> oops. I probably could have. Mock Mock can do that. Mo nah, Mock Mock is, is, is gonna be worrying that now the two of you are going down. Um, um, Meanwhile, while you guys are navigating down the rope, Niall is sitting here alone in this room filled with drawings of eyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I assume I think occasionally... The, the I assume occasionally hearing creepy voices from Mikey. The voice appears to have not happened since you got down there. Uh, since okay. the last time I did it. Um, I'm gonna say that the... This is a very paranoid environment to be in, you know? Like, you, in order to reach all these eyes, you have to go through a lot of claustrophobia. And the yeah. result of I that is that... The result of that is Niall keeps being unable to tell if one of the eyes is closing and, like winking at him in the out of the corner of his vision or if he's just imagining it Niall kind of looks around and he's like oh my god and he sort of curls up into a ball on the ground and covers his eyes mm -hmm. I, I have a I have a question would I be able to use my um, shoes to assist with their climbing down I know the space itself doesn't allow me to go like go like horizontally down but just kind of the help um yes um Momo goes Momo actually wait um I'm gonna roll athletics so I can get, get down in here yeah. um oh, come on I got four okay I okay so what's gonna end up happening Elsra what did you get underneath Mok Mok uh, at 22. You got a 22, but you're just climbing the rope. And yeah. Mock Mock follows. So you... A 22 is strong enough that you don't fall when Mock Mock lands on you. <laughs> I, I do let out, like, a undignified sound when I get fucking landed on by Mock Mock. Yeah, I like to imagine that as I'm falling, you just hear... Ah! <laughs> as I get closer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm gonna say... I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna say, Elastor, that you kind of get rope. You don't... You slow it down where neither of you get hurt, but you are gonna get some rope burn as you, like, sort of, like, end up, like, skidding down to falling and then the two of you collide with this sort of five shape this five-sided clearing the two of you kind of crash down into this um a pentagon yeah like kind of a pentagonal room okay when they when they make their landing um mock just apologizes profusely to ella Shaw, just like I'm, I'm so sorry Oh god, ow. Elishore kind of lets out a wheeze. <laughs> you both find Niall curled up on the ground, covering his eyes. And oh god, Niall. And you quickly learn why. <laughs> yeah, Momo just yeah. like looks around. <laughs> just like, oh, oh, oh god. Oh god. This room is fucking creepy. Come on, like, really? <laughs> you hear... You hear coming from the corridor ahead. Oh good, Mr. Nile. You brought friends. Now we can all see. 
Oh, hell no. Do we see Michael at this point? You... No. He's, he would be forward through that corridor. Do we have to? Yes. Niall stands up, takes a deep breath. And he's sort of shaking a bit. And he's like, okay. We, we need to... We, he points down the, the tunnel. Mikey, Tuttle, let's go. He starts walking. I think that uh, at this point, Elishor is going to take out his flail um, and just be like, if anything jumps out at this guy, he's going to fucking smack it. Like, there is a tenseness to his entire body that is justified. Yeah, Mark Ma- Ma- is just n- not having a good time, especially with all the eyeballs around. They- they're just like tightly gripping the dagger in their hands, just like, I think something's gonna come for me from the darkness. <laughs> As you continue down this corridor, the eye drawings on the wall continue and perhaps get just a little bit denser as you go on. And the path winds and winds and winds until you reach a massive room that seems to have many, many entrances to it, similar to the one you came from. And you see children all one by one entering this strange, glowing, eye-shaped portal on the ground and all of them are blindfolded but have an eye drawn on their forehead and yet they are navigating perfectly did we see mikey you see mikey in there and Mikey mikey slowly turns around um and you see a smile slowly creep onto his face and he goes mr nile he really came and then all of you knock unconscious. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. For the first time in months, all of you dream. And we will discuss mm-hmm. what you see in the next episode. But when you wake up, you are all at the Green's house. Andrew and the parents are sitting around the dining table. And they seem at ease, even though Mikey isn't there. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Thank you for joining us for the Daydream Variety Hour. I hope you'll tune in next time. Tune in next time to see everyone die. <laughs> <laughs>